Hello everybody! We're back. It's been a long time since September 12th, I think. We haven't recorded a podcast, but we're doing it now. We're going to start doing it more often again. Now that soccer's done, we have more time. But today we have little Mike on the pod. Super Let's excited. Go. Super excited about that. Um, we know little Mike from school. We go to college with him. Um, and he's just one of our friends. So you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, um, I'm a little Mike. Uh, my my full name is Michael Clark. Um, I play soccer at Olivet, and I make music. Um, look me up on Spotify, Apple Music, Little Mike, and my Instagram, Little Mike Official. For sure. Um, so we're just gonna be talking a little bit about um, Little Mike's um, just his life, pretty much. Um, we're trying to go more in like the mental health direction. Um, so definitely stay tuned for like our future podcast. Um, we're having someone on in a couple weeks, maybe, to talk about their life story as well, and, like, mental health, um, so that will be fun, um, but anyways, uh, just trigger warning, we are going to be talking about some sensitive topics, um, little Mike did have cancer, so that's, um, the topic we're going to be talking about today, and his rap, obviously, um, so if that's something that triggers you, uh, do not listen, um, but yeah, all right. So take take it from here. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I got diagnosed with cancer um, almost around this time a year ago. I think it's not quite a year yet. How old were you when you got uh, diagnosed? 17. Okay. And uh, it started because I developed like this uh, this giant lump on the side of my neck that hurt because it was pushing against my carotid artery. And Could it, you see it? Yeah, it was, like, it was like a bulge and it like hurt because it just pushed against the the artery and when did uh, you notice it um it started from like like a sinus infection kind of thing and okay. then i was getting it was getting kind of swollen and then it just got bigger and uh so is it like a lymphoid kind of thing uh no it was yes yes but my body contained it to um it, it was a different kind of cancer that moved to the lymph node okay but the doctors they just thought some random it was random like diagnosed it with a bunch of things and then a doctor actually thought that it could have been cancer which no one really expected and the cancer I had was called nasopharyngeal carcinoma which is like over like a really rare Chinese cancer so they, they have like no idea it's like never happened in to a 17 year old before mm. um so they kind of went based off like the plan for this cancer but everyone who's had it is like always older Okay. It, it's, it was weird. So it was new for people. <clears throat> yeah, but the important thing was it was curable. So they decided on six weeks of chemotherapy, a little break, and then six and a half weeks of radiation and chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. And the radiation is what will kill the cancer. Mm-hmm. The chemo just shrinks it. And they couldn't surgically remove it because um, it was involved in my lymphatic system. Right. So they can't, it's like... dangerous. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a challenge. It was definitely a challenge, but... Still, it was only it was only a year, which is like a lot less than people have to deal with it for years, and I'm cured. So. Yeah, and you said that you just had another scan, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, one good. Yeah, I'm all good. How long do you have to do the scans for? Um. Like how many years? Forever. forever. I have to do it like every. Eventually, it'll go every five years, but my next appointment is in May. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So. so yeah. Um, if you don't mind me asking, when you were, like, diagnosed with the cancer, obviously that was, like, something completely unexpected. Right. Like, 
obviously cancer is super um, prominent. Like it's like we all know what it is. Like you a know, lot of people, bad. yeah, a lot of people have it, but you like never expect it to happen to you yeah. or like people that you love. So like, how did, like. How did you feel, I guess, like when you were diagnosed and how did it like affect you? Like that, when, when you found out? That was strange because like they were talk they, they started talking about it being cancer. My of course my mom was worried. She's like, Michael, like this could be cancer, this and she's thinking I don't know and I'm basically like, Yeah, yeah, it's cancer. Okay, well, yeah, sure. And then it comes to find out it is it is cancer. And it was just kinda weird. It was like it was like that, like you don't expect it to like mm-hmm. happen to you, and I'm like, it's like surreal, like you yeah, don't believe like, it at first. Yeah. What? And um, at first it didn't really like, I don't know, it didn't, it didn't really affect me as much because I was dealing with the symptoms of it for my, I played my entire senior year with it, wow. with, with cancer, and they said the tumor, the the biggest one was in my face, in mm-hmm. the nasal pharyngeal cavity, and, and it was no like, idea. uh, it was uh, like a tumor like this size. Like a golf it's like ball, yeah, like a, a golf ball, yeah. Sorry, you're good. <laughs> a golf ball, like just in my in my face, which explains why I had a lot of it was crushing my eustachian tube, which is like an ear thing, oh. and I've always had problems uh, with my ears and shit. So they said this this tumor, it didn't have cancer in it yet, but it could have been there for years, oh. which explains a lot of like shit about my medical past. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah. So once treatment started, I started with chemo. And that's, like, the main thing that, like, uh, messes with you mentally. Because it's, like, a chemically altering drug. Right. Um, yeah, that was weird. I, I started to get, like, uh, really strange, vivid dreams. And um, also it affects, like, your your energy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just, like, uh, it, it started... People... Because people, like, when you would go in for, like, the chemo, they would always ask, like... How are you doing, like, mentally? Like, is everything okay? Because it, like, um, it puts you in this state of, like, just, like, despair. Like, everything is just bad. Like, almost kind of like depression. Mm-hmm. But just, like, you're always have thoughts of, like, of, of bad things, no matter what it is. And uh, so that was definitely strange going through that because I couldn't really recognize it at first. Yeah, and, like, being in, like, a situation where you, like, need to be positive, yeah. I can't imagine having to, like, deal with Fight that. your own yeah. brain chemically. Yeah. Yeah. And I still, like, the whole time I, I knew, like, I'm going to get through it. It wasn't like a, oh, this is going to, because you also have this, it's a really cool thing that I've heard from a lot of uh, cancer patients is that you basically just know. So my, my mom's best friend had breast cancer. Um, she's dealt with it, like, for years and uh, she told me one time when she was uh, about to have her follow-up scan mm-hmm. um, to, to see if she, she was going to remission. Before that, she had, like, a dream where she fought off, like, the entire, like, uh, Marine Corps and wow. was, like, throwing tanks and everything. And she said it was so vivid and everything. I had a similar dream, but it, it was where I was, like, in my yard just fighting, like, nine dudes. And I'm just beating them. Like, that's crazy yeah. and that's it crazy. was like I was just and it felt so real and it was just but which I always thought because like she had breast cancer and a much larger like a m- much more impactful cancer so right but I mean but this was cancer yeah and uh so I never had that like where I lost hope or anything it was just strange because of course I had I had a girlfriend going through it which is not is never a good idea 
it's hard. Yeah. yeah. It makes be, things harder. And it also made me, like, uh, super cognitively, like, my school let me finish early. Because um, it's very, like, I still deal with it. Like, I'm still a different person than, than before. I, like, I have, like, troubles with communication. My communication is getting better, but mm-hmm. I have a lot of trouble with communication and just staying focused and everything because of it. It's like a cloudiness in your head so all the like time. It's like a cognitive impairment, basically. Yeah. Wow. Did you ever join, like, a cancer, like, support group? Well, yeah, my mom tried to get me to do that, but I don't know, because, like, <clears throat> it would have been, like, a like a, a room full of, full of old men and stuff right, that, right. like, have gone through a lot worse things. So for me to go in there and complain about... It didn't seem right. Complaining she, but it also with COVID and everything, it was like hard. The programs right. were like slowed down and everything. Right. But I I never really looked at that. But looking back on it, I think I probably should have. I'd have helped a lot more because. I think you still can. Because just about talking like, talking to people after that I've had it, um, just like a normal conversation where they could say, yeah, I can relate. I did radiation. How you? How many weeks are you in? Like this, this. When mm-hmm. I did this, I had. That that just helps so much, so. Right, like someone who actually understands. Yeah, like, but in the minds, the mindset yeah. I had was like, no, no, no one can understand this. Like I can't right. explain it. Yeah, so you like mentioned that you had it during like COVID times. So mm. how did like already being like, um, like obviously COVID was a huge like new type of isolation that we had never experienced, or like our generation at least had never experienced that before. Um, and then you're already, like, dealing with, uh, like, your cancer. Like, how did the COVID uh, isolation and, like, how did it, like, affect your mental state? Well, um, with the, well, the chemo and radiation was different. So at first it was just the chemo, and it was a lot of, uh, I don't know, it was mostly just, like, I thought of everything bad, so I kind of just isolated myself. Mm-hmm. I had my little friend group. <clears throat> But it got kind of weird to where it kind of felt like I was, uh, like, I had to ask for them to come and hang out and everything. And so... Could you hang out with them, like, during, like, were you hanging out with them during COVID or... Yeah, so it was kind of weird because, like, the chemo is chemo once a week. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the first two days, I really can't be around anyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, those, those are, like, my most tired days because it, like, wipes you out. And, um, yeah, so I guess it, it just, I could hang out with them at, like, the end of the week, and then it got to the point where it was kind of like, you know, because people always, you know, like, people always say that when someone has this, it, it, it can make people that care about them, like, kind of isolated. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I just, once I saw that, I kind of just stuck to myself, and, and it was weird because I was getting frustrated really easily, so... My relationship with like my little brother and my mom was struggling because like I think out of every out of everyone it was my mom that that suffered the most through this because it's like you know yeah she had to watch her her kid go through this and then like obviously like she's the closest like yeah was she, like helping you through it and everything and um I know when I get like super irritated and like fatigued and not even in like the way that you were at all yeah. like I can't imagine that like, I'll, like, take things out on the people that are closest to me. Yeah, you take things out on the people that you love, like, the most. Yeah. Because you know they're not going to, like, leave, Mm -hmm. which is kind of, like, effed out, but that's just how it is. So were you able to see, like, are you, do you have, like, a good relationship with, like, your extended family, like, your grandparents, uncles? No, no. No, not really. 
Gotcha. Yeah, they, they, they definitely showed that during this. There's a lot of things I learned about people mm. going through this. Because, <clears throat> yeah. But um, shout out to my mom because she actually, because like I said, it, def- it messes with your like ability to communicate and mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, which is bad if you're trying to advocate for yourself with, with this. Yeah. Um, so she like helped, she like fought the doctors a few times. And uh, really helped it out. And, of course, she just put up with me through all of it. So, and then radiation hit. And uh, that's where it got more physical. Um, because I got radiation from, like, my jaw down and my neck. And I got that five times a week. So, it was, like, getting, like, wow. a really bad summer uh, sunburn every day. It got really bad. I had, I still got, like, my neck's kind of, you know, it's got, I've had, I got to have, like, the special, like, oil I got to put on it and everything. And... Uh, also it, it swelled up my throat so I, I couldn't eat and it also dried out my mouth and my mouth is still dry um, they said that could always happen because it like uh, affected the glands whatever like burned right. them well it's radiation so yeah. like, that's going to affect you forever yeah and I lost my taste buds which was probably the most depressing thing because Jeez. food is like everything to me right yeah so I actually have never like known any like I've known people with cancer like my grandpa mm-hmm. he had cancer um but it was just like skin cancer so he just got it removed um but I've never like been like close with anyone that's gone through like radiation and chemotherapy so like I really am like very uneducated on cancer and so like when you're like saying this stuff about like radiation like I actually had no idea about all this so this is like oh, wow. like did you know about this I know very little just because my aunt had cancer and just, I don't know, I like to research things, yeah. but obviously I, I've i never, like, spoken to someone who has actually been through it, so. Yeah, so you said, okay, so, like, can you explain, like, the process of radiation to us? Like, what did they have you, like, were you, Yeah, like, so it's actually pretty cool. They have, uh, it's all, like, computer, like, the guy that ran it, um, I don't, ah, uh, I can't remember his name, I should, but I remember his first name is Mario. So cool. He The dude's, like, a genius, and what he doesn't, like, he knows that he's smart, so he doesn't want to be weird about it. So, he, but it's, like, a all-computer-operated thing, and they've had to scan my, my head so many times, and they've made this special molded mask, so it kind of bolted me down every time, um, because I can't move, because, like, it, the way it works is, it like, it, it's like this... Uh, it's like a square with a bunch of like these needles or like fingers, metal fingers, just connected. And say they start off all closed, but then they open um, to like a certain pattern and they move as it's spitting around you okay. to get the specific spots that where the cancer is. Because wow. if you get if this hits your brain and this yeah. hits your your eye, if it hits mm-hmm. your brain, you're no for. They thought it, it was getting. They thought it was a because it was by my skull, right. and they thought it was getting in my brain a little bit. But luckily, it didn't. Um, yeah. And, you know, my throat and everything. So that was actually kind of interesting. But <clears throat> getting it every day really started. And I couldn't expose it to sun or anything. And uh, I had this, like, weird white cream I had to put on it. It was horrible <laughs> because, like, of course, I'm going to, like, go hang out with my friends. And I got a bald head and grease on my neck. That was really weird for my confidence. Because I lost, especially Definitely. losing my hair. Definitely. That was That was rough. <laughs> did you lose like all of your hair like your eyebrows your no no luckily it it was just um like I started like when I would take showers and like I wake oh, up I just do geez. this and there's a handful of hair so I shaved it and my hair was longer than this like it was 
it was pretty, it was like down in my neck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but luckily it, it, it did mess with the other parts of my hair. Like I lost a lot of hair on my arms and then my legs did this thing where like the, the outside of the, like my shin was really hairy, but the inside like barely had any skin <laughs> That's or any, any hair, hair. <laughs> any hair. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So I like had no idea about that, but I, um, it's definitely interesting. I definitely need to research on that more. Um, but another thing I wanted to like go back to, if you don't mind, uh, okay. you mentioned that you had like a girlfriend during all this and like yeah. how it was just like not the move. What do you like? Can so, you want to like, expand on that? So we had, uh, we I guess maybe not having not having a girlfriend is wasn't the move, but uh, like I kind of got with her as I was starting it. Uh, like okay. we had, you know, we were we had a thing. We were talking. Or yeah, we were now. talking for a while before that, and then, um, we decided to commit. But she wasn't the the best thing for me because she also had a lot of emotional things that she was dealing with, and uh, I couldn't like. You can only offer so like yeah. you only have so much energy and emotional capacity. At yeah. that when you're going through this mm-hmm. well especially you said it like kind of inhibited like your communication skills which like in yeah. any relationship like if you can't communicate yeah, that got, makes it, got it so bad, hard but, <laughs> but yeah do you still talk to her or are you guys on i tried to oh. i because i broke it off with her because i was like there's she's never gonna hear this so uh, there was one time i took her out to eat just for the just just for you know just because I want to take her out to eat. I paid for the meal. She's She has, like, social anxiety. Mm-hmm. So um, she I was like, you know, I'm trying to be dorky and cute and everything. She's all, she's, like, real stressed out today for some reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. She ends up throwing a, a half and half at me. But, like, it was one I used. But it still had, like, a little bit less. So she threw it at me and got it on my face. And then, like, we left. And, of course, she had an attitude. And uh, <laughs> we it was the day before Mother's Day. <clears throat> so after I was going to take her to the store... To go get uh, like flowers stuff for her or mom. cards, yeah. right? And uh, she, she has, you know, she's mad and she comes. But she had a, we had stopped by her house and she comes back in the car and she's like, "I want to play music." And I was like, "Hell no!" <laughs> I was like, "No way, you're gonna take after after all that. You're not gonna take my music." And she's like, and "Then you know," <clears throat> and then I was like, "All right, we're we're done," because that was kind of just like the last straw. <laughs> but, <laughs> Taking the music, that's the last yeah, straw. Because it's just like a build up of so many things. Yeah, and. Uh, she, um, I tried to talk to her because I know she personally was going through a lot. Um, it's not necessarily her fault. It's just kind of circumstantial. Right, definitely. And, and, uh, but she's, you know, she doesn't want to be mature about the situation, so. Right, well, especially with she in high school, obviously, too. Mm-hmm. Were you guys both seniors in high school? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you can only be so mature, but then also dealing with, like, a heavy situation with right, you having yeah. cancer. And then, obviously, you said she had her own things going on. I can imagine that is just a bad, like, a recipe for d- disaster, you know? That yeah. would be really hard for anyone yeah. on both yeah. sides. But the the crazy thing is, is um, <clears throat> I'm, super, I'm super grateful for it because when I was going through treatment that's when music became like the mm. biggest thing and it became so prominent that like I need to pursue this like this is a wow. serious thing mm-hmm. um and it 
Damn, my, my throat's dry. That's why, that's why my, my throat's all raspy. And, uh... Yeah, I, I just did a lot of that. I had, like, a little homemade studio upstairs in my house that my mom paid for. Wow. Um, and I would just go up there all day. I would go, to, you know, we'd have treatment or whatever, and then I'd just go upstairs for hours and just make music. And that's, like, that, like the album, Breaking Expectation, mm-hmm. that was all written and made during treatment. Wow. And so, I actually, the song called Oasis is... Um, one of the it was a really strange it was like halfway through chemotherapy and it was like three in the morning and i just drove to the park and i like started writing it and i wrote the entire song went home and recorded it and finished it all in one night and it's super just like i don't know it's strange but so yeah that means a lot to me i'm gonna get emotional oh my goodness that, that means so so that's why the music really means so much to me and when i realized that like i can take this to the like Whatever level I take to take it to, Heck I choose yeah. to take it to. Heck yeah. And um, yeah, I actually have a song that I made that is gonna release eventually. That I made to like capture like the exact emotions and the mental like the mindset of going through all that. But it's not like oh I had cancer, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just like a anyone that's going that. through like a, a a a feeling of despair or anything like that. So that, I'm really excited for that. Yeah. During, um, sorry, this is just something that I thought of, because I know, I know this is different, but my uncle, like, went through dialysis because he had, um, diabetes, Mm -hmm. but I know that it's, like, you just are sitting there for, like, a couple hours, so, like, for chemo, were you listening to music, like, while you were getting that treatment? Well, the thing was, my mom would come with me, and... She loves to talk and have conversations. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, my mindset wasn't the best. And right. it, it would get frustrating sometimes and kind of kind of boring because you're there for, like, all day. Yeah. Because you get, it's like, they have to clean out. You know, I got it in my port right here. Okay. And they would clean it. They have to, like, flush it out and then do this, like, uh, stuff that will make sure you don't throw up or help you not throw right. up. And also, like, uh, electrolytes beforehand. That takes about um, a half hour. Then they got to flush that out for 20 minutes. Then the chemo takes about an hour to an hour and a half. And then they have to flush it out for 20 minutes and then run it through the other stuff. So right. it was just uh, annoying. But luckily, it was, like, I, I had the cancer center right, right there. Because there were some women, like, there was an older woman. woman she was really old that had to drive... Um, from Sheboygan, which was like way, yeah, way yeah. far, and every day. Where are you from? Alpena. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So my that, stepdad like, went to school there for a couple of years, and really? he was he's like from there. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a tiny, tiny little place. Yeah, I know. It's strange. Um. So wow. when okay, so you got like super passionate about like rapping um mm. and music, um when you were dealing with chemo and cancer and everything. When did you, like. Have you always been interested in, like, music in general? Like, did you know that you could sing? Like, yeah, or did well, you just, like, so, find out? <laughs> You're like, oh. So, when I was, like, six years old, I used to do these, like, my mom said I used to do, like, these, can- these, uh, these concerts for her. I would, like, draw up, like, tickets <clears throat> and give them to, to my parents, at, at, for, except for this time. And then I'd bring, like, this, like, this little makeshift, like, I'd make, like, drums and... 
Oh, and I was like, so of course. Precious. But I was like apparently really bad at singing then. But as I got like all. into the like sixth grade, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was really good at singing, and I joined choir. And they had this like uh, weekly thing where you could like sing whatever you want to do. Like and a talent show kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. The the first time I did it, it's just like for in front of your class. First time I did it, she, like, they were like. The the teacher wanted me to stay after and sing it for the the older class, oh, and wow. she was trying to get me in like competitions. And then, in junior high, that became my thing. Like, oh, I could like I had a beautiful voice, but then it became kind of like, like we would go out with the family and everything, and they'd be like, you know, sing trying, for us. Yeah, and it just became kind of like a. I don't want to do it, you know? Right. And then I really got in. Of course, I always had soccer mm-hmm. forever. And uh, I was really focused on soccer. And then, like, my sophomore year in high school, uh, I started thinking, like, I could do, like, a couple joke songs, like, like funny songs. There's some ones on YouTube that are just, like, <laughs> just just <laughs> funny. But right. it was it's strange because you can, you can hear the basic talent that was, like, that's like I I had a feeling that it was more than than this. Right. So then I started taking it seriously. Like I started getting actually interested in it. Then it got to kind of like an like an an upset like an obsession almost. Like mm-hmm. I think about it all the time. And uh, then I met my my best friend Z, who also went to my high school that was already making songs, and he was also trying to get into like mixing it and everything. Okay. And we connected, like mostly. Honestly, I've only been friends with him for like a couple of years, mm-hmm. but we connected like uh, a little shorter, a little bit before the cancer treatment, because we started working on my album, mm-hmm. and then uh, through on that, and we just built this strong connect connection based off this, and um, we just go off each other because he's just as talented in in his side of it, and it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. That's he makes awesome. he makes the music so much better, and people don't even realize. That's awesome. And. Uh, yeah, a that's lot. basically how the music. Oh, sorry. No, you're right. I was gonna say a lot goes into making music. Yeah. A lot goes into it. So. So does he still help you like today or? Yeah. Like- so at the, at the beginning of my almost all my songs it says a doc stitch him up, that's his tag. Um, his name is Dog Z. Gotcha. And. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of how that happened, but I plan like. We plan to, to take this together all the way, just me and him. That's awesome. So you want to, okay, so let's talk about, like, your goal. Like, so what is, like, the big picture at the end of this? Like, what do you want out of, like, your, like, rapping career? I guess basically to make a living off my music. Okay. But also, like, I've always dreamt of being, like, like, I've always had this sense that I'm going to be something, like, 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 famous, basically. Yeah. Like, you know like, what I mean? say it. Like, yeah, you got to speak it. Um, that speak it. Yeah. That, that's just how, how I've always naturally, like I said, like, I would throw shows for my parents when I was right. six and like show that like always be kind of like a show off and everything and uh so it just kind of comes along with it and then the love for the music mm-hmm. came in and just took over and so now it's almost like it's not even like a a sense of oh man I hope this happens like I really wish this would happen like this is like this is what's gonna happen like that's I, awesome. I have no that's just my how my brain just changed to that Mm-hmm. And um, know that like not everyone feels that way. So like just the fact that you're feeling that, like, yeah, just know like that's meant that's yeah. meaningful. You know. Yeah, a lot of people said like have told me like how do you people are like, getting into music. I've had, I've I I post something on my story and I've had like 
15 year olds like sliding up asking me for advice and everything and i'm like i feel but i tell them i'm like i'm like i'm just figuring this out as well like like, but of course i i try to try to help out and they ask me how like how i'm so confident about it and like but it's just a matter of just believing yeah you can't just talk the talk yeah you gotta you gotta believe it you can feel that and people can feel that in the music definitely you can tell someone means you make good music too i appreciate it yes for um, real, listen to Little Mike's music. I literally listen to it all the time. Like, people will be like, I'll be in the car, I'll be like, play Little Mike's song. They're like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> but again, it's good. It's again. Good like, they, like, want to hear it too, but I will ask, like, yeah. I'll be like, play it back. Play it back. Well, I think when, where are you at tonight? Or where are you at? Is it where you yeah, at? Yeah, where are you at tonight. Yeah. yeah. Like, when that song came out, me and Macy were... That was, like, a month ago. Like, yeah, we were in the car, and we were like, all right, like, let's listen to Little Mike's song. And we replayed it, like, two or three times because we were like, this is so good. Like, I yeah. had a kid text me that I'd never met before <clears throat> yesterday. It got taken down a, a SoundCloud for some reason. I just got to re-upload it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he texted me asking me, like, oh, did it get deleted? And he, and he said, I listened to that song every night to help me sleep, and I didn't have oh it last night. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, wow. So oh that, felt, that, was, that was really sweet. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Crazy. That's really reassuring, too. Like, yeah. okay, like, people are into this. But it got. It also is like, I've never received hate. I've gotten like skepticism, mm-hmm. of because of course look at me. Like that's my favorite thing about this whole thing is, I know they can't see me, but I look nothing like a rapper. Like I look like I don't even know what I look like. But I. And you're from Alpena. Yeah, I, I, Alpena, Michigan. Exactly. Like, exactly. Wh- what rappers come out so of Alpena? So <laughs> there's so many that are like, oh yeah, I can rap and everything. So when I actually get the chance to prove it to them, that is the best thing. That is yes. the thing I chase mostly. Like. Like, being able to perform live, I performed live in Detroit. There wasn't a ton of people there, but there was a lot of, like, black people that were like, you know, okay, let's see you rap, you know, and then they were like, wow. So right. that that's the, I guess, the main thing. Well, especially I think rap has been associated with um, black culture, like, yeah. since the beginning, obviously. And that makes sense, like... So getting that, like, affirmation from black people, I'm sure, is just like... Oh, yeah, and I've told, a, I've told a lot of them that that have, like, at first, did, like Malik, for example, mm-hmm. he told me when I, like, at first met him, I was like, have you heard of my music? He's like, honestly, I don't like it. Like, and he's being respectful. He was trying to right. be rude. He's like, honestly, I don't like it. Um, It's just not, you know, I'm like, all right, well, let me freestyle for you, and I'll prove to you that I can actually do this. Like, this is right. legit. And he's like, okay, but I, I want to do it when you're not expecting it and you're sober. So <laughs> it was, like, two parties after that. Um, we go in and I walk in and he's sitting there in that, like the, the room with the circle table mm-hmm. and he's like, little Mike, spit something right now. <laughs> Starts banging on the table, doing like a beat on the table. And I'm like, man, I told him, it's like, there's 20 people around me. And I was like, I told him I'd do this. I got to do it. Um, so I just bust it out right there and he stops it and he's like, oh my God. And he, he just been like, he's been hyping me up and like, tell, like I'd see him in in Mott and everything, he'd be like, hey, hey, this right here, you know I never lied to you, this little Mike, he's an actual rapper, and he can actually rap, Aww. and he don't say the N-word, that's what he always said, <laughs> and he don't say the N-word, that's why I love him so much. And yeah, I remember asking him at five, I was like, play where you at tonight, like, play it now, like, play it right now, mm-hmm. um, and he was like, no, no, like, I, like, I'm not, like, I'm not playing yeah. They like, played a little Mike song yeah. the other night. Yeah. I, I was like, play a little Mike, he goes, he was like, okay, I'll play it, and I was there like, there you go. So now yeah. that makes sense. Like, Malachi, Malachi told me, he was like, like, we love it, but it's not, like, that's not the vibe. Like, there's a certain vibe and right. so, like, that kind of thing. Like, they want kind of club music. 
I mean, I'll dance. I mean, the other night, though, they played one of your songs. I think it was at Phi. It was either at Phi or they Kappa. Played they, Kappa. Played, they, they played one at Kappa. They played one at Kappa. Where you at tonight at Kappa? Yeah, they're yeah. playing it at cool. the frats on our campus. And people I, were dancing like they were getting hyped to I, it. Yeah, I requested where yes. you at tonight at Phi, and then I requested it at Kappa, too. So that was crazy. But, yeah, I love that song. I freaking love that song. But, yeah, another question I had for you is... Um, so I feel like a lot of people, especially when they're like really passionate about something, they usually have like someone that they look up to, obviously, like, yeah. um, is there like certain rappers or just like people in general that you like look up to or? Well, number one, my mom is my biggest inspiration because she's just, she's such a G. She's just, mm-hmm. she handles everything. She, 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 she been my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's my biggest inspiration at first when I started doing it, I didn't tell her for like a year because like the first year because I, I don't know, I just didn't know how she would feel about it. And uh, once I eventually told her, she like, she, she's like, I've always known that you are musically talented and this is what I thought you should always get into. Um, and she just believed in me from day one, didn't even question it, she heard it and she, she, she wouldn't lie to me, she would tell me. She was like, I was afraid when I heard your music that I would have to tell you that it was bad. <laughs> but she said like, She's like my biggest fan, my biggest inspiration. But as far as music goes, um, J. Cole is my mm. all-time favorite. He's like the king to me. Um, when I first started getting like into rap, it was like definitely Eminem, mm-hmm. obviously. Classic. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Junior Lucas and stuff, just exploring my own like real lyrical mm-hmm. artists. But as I got older, I started getting into more, hearing more melodic artists and uh, just <clears throat> at first I, you know, I was all like lyrical and then mm-hmm. Uh, but then I realized the value in the melodic is like getting the vibe and, mm-hmm. and everything is so important. Gotta have both. Yeah, it's so important, and I love incorporating both. Like, I never people always say like you should make this kind of song, you should make this kind of song, but it's like I don't pick it. It's like I get an idea and I go with it. It could be a, it could be a like one where I'm screaming the entire time. Then I go to one that's like a, a party song. Then one that's like. A, a super, love song. <laughs> yeah, and then like a super old school hip hop type mm-hmm. type song, and so I just go with the the ideas. It's really That's cool. Awesome. Yeah, I like that for sure. Um, I uh, I remember like listening to uh, where you at tonight, and like you were kind of like singing in it a little bit, yeah. and I was like, I didn't know he could like mm-hmm. sing. Like, sing. Yeah, like, sing. Like, yeah. like I knew like you could rap, obviously. But That's then, what my mom like when I was first getting into a lot. My stuff was just rapping. And because everyone, you know, especially white artists, they want to come in with that, like, super auto-tuny singing stuff. Um, and and uh, she always said, like, I can't wait till you start, like, finding, like, using your, your voice in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, I, then I did. Because it just kind of came naturally. It just, just started going. I think I, I'm not kidding. I think I know all the words to where you at tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I do. That's awesome. I, I believe that. I, um, I cannot sing. Neither can right. Kate. <laughs> but I, will, I, I will say Mary Mitchell is the one person, <laughs> and Miranda Gill. They both. I like sang in front of them one time. Like I was just being goofy. Like, um, me and Macy sing. Like we'll make yeah. up songs throughout the day of how we're feeling. Like, oh, yeah. we'll make up little little jiggy tunes. Yeah. But those two people—they're not they, good. No, but, <laughs> 
but those two people, Mary Mitchell and Miranda Gill, they both told me that I could sing, and I was like, you're lying. <laughs> I remember, I think you were there when Mary yeah. told me, and you I were was like, like, what? <laughs> I, will, really- I will say I know music, though, because, mm-hmm. I mean, my sister... I don't know if you knew this, but she's also a singer, and she has, like, an album on Spotify. I should show really? it to you after this. Um, like, I can tell when people are, like, off off yeah. pitch. Like, I can tell, like, yeah, me, me too, like yeah. I'm musically inclined, though, too. Like, I mean, I, I just love music. Yeah, but, yeah, but um, your, your I'm sister's not, boyfriend, too, though. Yeah, and my sister's boyfriend, which I was going to talk to you about this after the podcast, but he makes music. He lives in L.A. My sister and him, they live in North Hollywood, and he's a rapper. Awesome. So I need to, I need okay. to hook you guys up. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. for Where's real. This? Like I need to hook you guys okay. up because that would be sweet. Is it G easy? <laughs> How do you know? Yeah. <laughs> I just explain. That's no. so funny. Bro. But he, like the way you speak about music and like what you want to do, is the way that he does too. So <coughs> that's how I know, like, like I see it in you, just like the way I see it in him too. Like that's what you're meant to do. It's something like someone. Not like, everyone. That's why I said like not yeah. everyone has that. So it's like it's cool for you, for me to hear that you believe in yourself and that you're going to do it you're not it's not an option yeah it's, it's that it's, you're going yeah, to do it's it just what, and someone told me um on wednesday after my scan he was like oh good you know good job staying motivated and continuing doing your music while you're doing all this and you're going through school and everything and i was like it it wasn't like oh i stayed like oh i gotta keep working on music it was like music was the thing music yeah. was the thing that was the outlet and I needed the music it was never like a no but I gotta keep working on music because it's my dream and this and that it's just which that's how soccer was it was like I want to be good at soccer I want to take this as far as I can so I need to work at it this is just this is just what I do and and this is just what's gonna come with it it was when I keep doing it right that's awesome um because you brought up soccer um we have the same coaches as our, like, the women's team and the men's team have the same coaches, so just, like, letting you guys know that. So what what do the coaches, like, do they listen to your music? Yeah, so that's actually really funny is uh, Reese was the first one to follow me on Instagram, and he started, he texted me about it, basically, like, like he heard it, and he, he, he thought it was really good. He's a fan. He's an active fan. He's heard all my music. Oh, wow. And um, <clears throat> when awesome. I came to the, the ID camp in the summer... Uh, Doug comes up to me in like the middle of it and he's like so I hear you're pretty legitimate at rapping <laughs> and I was like I was all like, of our yeah. coaches are like like from Europe yeah, that's why yeah, he's, he's talking <laughs> he's English and and he was like I was like yeah that's that's my that's like my thing and he's like alright I, I look forward to, to hearing it and he's heard it and uh, uh, um, is he a fan does he like it yeah yeah Doug likes it They and they're super like supportive like when I had my show in Detroit, I had to leave a game early or kind of early, like right after. And they were like, leave whenever you need to. Like, we understand how important this is to you. And, um, oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. And Ross, Ross has, like, talked about it and asked me how it's going. And um, he's heard it. And uh, one time, uh, Jake, the coach Jake, <laughs> oh I was in the parking lot, and he was like, uh, Mike, spit a freestyle for me right now. And he starts beatboxing. <laughs> And I so I spent like four bars, and he's like, I can't free, I can't beatbox anymore. I can't do this anymore. But he's like, that was good though. <laughs> and so, <clears throat> but mostly like at first it was all kind of lighthearted. Like people on the team were like, oh little Mike, like oh yeah, he's a rapper and everything. Right, One like, time it was like it. it was like our second like scrimmage away game, and 
they're trying to give me a freestyle in front of the locker room of this entire team that I'm going to be playing with that I do not know. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> and they, they, they start, and I'm like, all right, fine, I'll do it. And I try, and I just choked. I just oh. choked. And so they didn't take me seriously at first. Right. But, um, and I get that. Like, I don't expect people to take me seriously, but I just love showing them. I love showing them what I can do. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, then you know, now, now they're supportive. I actually remember my first time meeting you. Um, mm-hmm. Kate and I came to like one of your guys' like drop in things yeah. on the turf field. We were just like scrimmaging. It was oh, literally yeah, just, I remember oh, that. yeah. It was yeah, just yeah, Kate yeah. and I and like uh-huh. the whole men's team. Yeah. And I remember someone saying, uh, like, this is little Mike, like, he's a rapper. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, I thought they were joking. I, I like, thought no. they were joking. I remember that. I was like, no way, no way. Yep. <laughs> but you also look, you looked um, different then, too. Oh, like, yeah. you had different hair and everything. Yeah. Um, not that that like affects anything. No, I'm no. just like remembering like it, uh, like what you looked like and everything. Um, but yeah, I was like, no, like no way. Yeah. I just thought they were joking. Like yeah. I was like, okay, like, whatever. Yeah, but they're like, no, like not like no kidding. I was like, you guys do not call him Little Mike. Like that's not a real. I thing. was always confused about that too. So where like did where beginning. did your name come from? Like, so it started as like when I like I said it started as a joke. So I just thought, like, simply, simply, I'd just be Lil Mike, because that's funny. Like, right. they, people in my high school, they know me as Mike, Lil Mike. And then <clears throat> when I decided to take it seriously, I changed it to Little Mike as kind of like a, just a kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm legit about this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to use the, the, the real world and, or the real word. Mm-hmm. And I'm also like, I'm Little Mike, you know, like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not 6'4 or anything right. like that. And so it's just, it's just kind of fitting in it, the the whole kind of like the energy behind little Mike. Um, it just fit. Yeah, I think I think it just works, and then it just kind of happened, and now it's just just my thing. Yeah, that. That's, when sorry, when was your first show? Uh, my first show like was my prom. Was my prom. Oh my they, gosh! Wait, I, I feel like I feel like he's told us this before. I, I think I have. Yeah. I think you have to. Because but go ahead. I didn't know that I was gonna be performing at it. Right, I, right. I showed up. And this was like when I had this was halfway this was like in the middle of radiation, so towards mm-hmm. the end of my treatment and uh I we go there and as soon as I get there almost they're like, Little Mike, get on and they start playing <laughs> my music and I get on there and it did I thought I was gonna be like like just scared, like so scared, but as soon as I got up there, they, they gave me, like, a mic, and it was just so much fun. It, because, like, they actually, like, knew the words and everything, and they were going along with it. And then the next one was at this, like, big party that we held in the summer. And uh, that was crazy. That was a good one. And then my <laughs> first, like, official one that I got invited to was in Detroit, which was, like, the you know, September couple, 27th or something? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Right. Or a couple months ago. Right. Wow. Yeah, I wish we could have gone. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna say nothing, but you might be hearing a performance from Little Mike. Oh, Soon. my birthday party's coming up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You remember that? What? <laughs> I mean, no, you probably don't, cause I like <laughs> I posted something. I'm throwing Kate a twenty birthday party. I know you have a birthday uh, party. party coming up. Yeah, and and he slides up. And he's like, why are you posting this so early? Like, it's it's like oh, a yeah. month away. <laughs> and I was like, I gotta let everyone know so they don't like... Macy has been planning this since, like, August. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's been this whole secret, and I know nothing about it other than the date. Yeah. And I that it's I, at I our apartment. That. I forgot. Yeah, so... Um, so I guess little Mike is performing at my birthday party. <laughs> when, when, when is it? The uh, 20th. It's, it's next, next Saturday. Weekend. Yeah. 
next weekend. You're gonna be there and you're gonna I perform. Have, I can perform. Yeah. There's gonna I be. You already said you. There's gonna be a yeah. lot of people in here. Yeah, I invite. And you're gonna be people. on that table. That, and we're gonna get lit. That. Okay. I got a microphone. I got a speaker and everything. That so makes there exciting. we go. Let's and go. I have, I have the new song out too, but the new song is is more of a lyrical song. You guys aren't gonna, because because I I like to learn about the people who, because people say different things based on what they prefer and different kinds of my music and. I like because it tells me a little bit about each person, mm-hmm. depending on which one of my songs they say is their favorite. Right. Yeah. I always like um, I like a song that I can like sing to. So like yeah. Um, one of my all time favorite songs ever, um, is Mona Lisa by Lil Wayne. I I know every word of that song except for Kendrick's part because I don't like it. But <laughs> um, I know every word of that song and I like that stuff. And then like with your song. Like, I, like, was able to, like, learn every word of it. And then, like, you have, like, the singing parts, too. And I can, like, sing along with it, like, mm-hmm. in the car. So, like, I like that kind of music. I don't like music where it's just, like, rapping the whole time. And, like, it's, like, too fast. And I, like, can't, yeah. like, I, like, like, I know some of the words. I'll be, like, <coughs> I'll, like, say a word or two, like, here and like there. Like, T. Grizzly's yeah. first day out. Yeah. 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 So, like, you don't, like, Detroit rap kind of stuff. Because yeah. you can't. It's it's hard to learn. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just, like, for me, like... Um, most of my music I get from, like, Kate, like, Kate will play, like, music, and then I'll be like, oh, like, I really like this song, um, and so, like, I don't, like, go out, like, searching for music, really, like, I just, like, we'll hear something that I like. You got your own taste. I do have my own taste, like, I just, like, I pick. I also listen to, like, a wide variety of music, so Macy will be like, oh, I like this song from this genre. Yeah. Oh, I like this song from this genre. I also have, like, a playlist on my, like, Spotify, um, where it's, only music that like I have found for myself right. and like I like it um but yeah that's what I like what I was getting at is like that's what I like about your yeah. music though is that I can like I, I can figure out the way that's why I said like like you, this one you're not going to be as excited about because hey don't say that no no no, no I'm I say, excited that's what I'm saying because I, I I got to know you guys and I know that's the kind of music right. that, that you like and that's the the main stuff but also it's like I also, I, I don't know, I get, you know, I you, you find different beats, you get yeah, different ones, right. mm-hmm. and you make everything, and that, I've heard a lot of, one of the, I've learned a few things about, like, insulting things, just so you guys know for advice, if you're ever talking to someone that makes music, mm-hmm. some of the most insulting things you can say to them, the number one most insulting thing you can say when, when you, uh, they play you their song, is I like the beat. Mm. If you say I like the beat, mm. That disregards the entire right, discrediting song, the much. whole. <laughs> yeah, and that's like okay, like I don't make my beats. Like it right. maybe a little different if someone makes their own. Right. But like I don't make my beats. So I'm like okay, so you're just looking for something nice to say. See, so you know what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, I could I not see. imagine you. You like are so excited about dropping a song. You finally drop it. Like you put like hard work into it. You like the lyrics are like everything you want them mm-hmm. to be, and you didn't make the beat. Like your friend made the beat. Mm-hmm. And you show it to someone, and they're like, "Oh, I like the beat," and you're like, <laughs> "That's what <laughs> just stabbing like, in the heart." But also, <laughs> like, it's like damn. understanding if you're playing it, you got to know when you're playing it. Some like if you're playing it for a group, and you're like, "Hey, this is my music," right. in kind of a party setting, and you're like doing something, they're not going to be paying attention to to, right. to all of it. The it's lyrics, mostly just a right. feeling. So I know what song to play. So like right. now, if I want to, if it's in that kind of situation, I'll play them. Where are you at tonight? If I have right. someone that's like, I want to hear your music, and I'm gonna hold it up to my ear and listen to the lyrics. Play and a lyrical I'll, song. Yeah, right? I play it. And knowing uh, your audience. Yeah, it's become fun for me to like figure out and kind of move it. You'll see, like at any party I'm at, I will be like, I'm little Mike. I make music here. This is my this mm-hmm. is my Spotify. This Good is my for you. Instagram because Good it's just 
I just love doing it. Some people are, like, too proud to do that, which yeah. I think is, I mean, I've never, like, ma- I've never been creative in a way where I have to, like, advocate for yourself. Yeah, like, I, like oh, like, look at what I made. Like, I've never mm-hmm. had to do that, so I can't imagine having to do that. I don't know where I'm going with this. I, I also try not, not to But, like, that. good for you is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. More people should feel confident and be like, hey, this is what I created. Please listen. Like, mm-hmm. tell me what you think. But also, don't be obnoxious with it because right, I right. try really hard not to be that guy that's like, did you guys know I make music? Like, listen right. to music. So when you first meet me, I'm not going to hit you with, hey, I, I make music, this and that. Maybe at like a, like a party, but like... But um, also, there's no shame in that either. Right, exactly. what I was trying to say. Like, like that's like, what I always tell people. Like, like I always say, like, I'm sorry, I have to, I have to promote right. myself. I have to show. Yeah, you Because do. you don't know. Like, I met some guy... I, I would go, uh, my best friend Z that does my music with me, he mm-hmm. goes to U of M, he's insanely smart, mm-hmm. nuclear engineer major. Mm. So I would go there every, like, every other weekend or so, and we would go to, like, because there's so many people there. Right. Twice, t- 2K, one, I, I played music for this guy at a party, and it turns out he's, I was like, it, how about this, I play this, if you like it, you gotta follow me on Instagram, and you gotta, you gotta post post me. And he, and he played it, I played it, and he loved it, and he was like, you talk to the right guy. He's got like fifteen k on on Instagram and everything. Wow! Just from someone I don't I I didn't met the mm-hmm. next one, we were in the middle of like like the campus on like kind of a park area. Mm-hmm. We walked by these these three dudes and he's like, "Hey, we made music. We playing the song." And then I start freestyling for him. He puts me on a story and puts me on a story. He's actually a professional boxer. Wow! Yeah. And um, he's gets like thousands of, of plays on or on his stories yeah. and stuff. So just putting yourself out there is cool, but I also, like, people, <clears throat> like, I'll get it. If I have a conversation with them, I'm going to mention it because it's, like, the main thing in my life. Yeah, it's, like, who you but are. But if I'm first, like, like, like hey, nice to meet you, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be, like, right. listen to my song, you know what I mean? Right. No, but good for you. Seriously. Does Reese have any of your songs on the, um, the game warm-up playlist? I don't know. No, because I don't have a clean version. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to eventually though. I'm doing a next year. I'm doing a social project for self community, mm-hmm. and uh, we all have to do like uh, on a so, uh, a group project on social issues, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm doing a rap for mine. So they're they're giving me all the information. Who's your teacher? Uh, your Jason Meadows. Oh, can I, I love can I that. talk about Jason Meadows for a second? Yes, please, because he makes music too. So this is a. Um, uh, he's the dean of student engagement, right? Mm-hmm. Or assistant dean of student engagement yeah. at Olivet College, just on the Alma. Yes. And so it was like the second week of class, and of course, like he's very engaging. Like he wants you yes. to, he makes every, he has everyone raise their hand. Which is good. And talk, yeah, very good. and talk about themselves. And so what do I do? I say, I like to make music. This is my music. Follow me, little Mike. And then, of course, you get, like, like laughs and stuff because mm-hmm. it's almost like, it seems like a joke, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, Mr. Meadows takes that into account. And I've seen him on, and then I saw him on campus, and he was like, Mike, spit something for me. And I was like, I can't right now because I'm about to go to class, and I'm just not in the right mindset. I, I kind of choked, you know what I mean? Right. I was like, I, I can't do that right now. I'm too nervous. Right. And he was like, all right, well, just now I'm looking for it. I want you, you're a rapper, I want you. I, I played him something on my phone, but he wasn't, he liked it, but he wasn't satisfied with it. He wanted me to right. perform. And he's like, you're an MC, right? I want you, you know, I want you to do this for you. The, sec- the second time I saw him, I had to do it. I started spitting for him, and then I play him a new song I made. We're sitting there in Shippard, which is my dorm, and that's where he's, I think this. Yeah, he lives there. He too. lives there. Yeah. And we're standing outside his door, 
And I spit something for him, and he's like, oh, are you going to ask me to spit something? Because I, I, heard, I heard rumors that he made music he before. Does. <laughs> he's like, are you going to ask me? I was like, please. He spits a freestyle, and I know it was an off-the-dome freestyle because he was bringing in stuff in our surroundings. Just classic, old-school-style freestyle. Mm-hmm. Goes off for three minutes. I was shocked. A three-minute freestyle he was, just like that? And he was so good. There's so many inner rhymes and meanings. The stuff made sense. He wasn't just talking. He was talking inspiration. He was mentioning wow. stuff like he was mentioning in his freestyle about how <clears throat> as a there's a certain thing you see in, in, in rappers. And he said he saw that in me and he wants to help me. That's why he was trying to get me to rap. And then I'm just and then he would be like, now, Mike, give me six lines. And I would try to like. Because I'm shocked right now. I'm just trying right, to so suffer through it. And, and like I can freestyle. I'm, I'm very freestyle. But I'm, when I'm in a not com- uh, confident situation, I call it 8 Mile Syndrome. You know the mm-hmm. movie 8 Mile? Mm-hmm. Where he like gets he up jokes. and he just chokes in front of everyone. And uh, basically he's trying to teach Him and Malik have made me rap in public. Because right. he wants me to... like You never know when you're going to have to pull it Do out. Do uncomfortable things. Right. You never know yeah. when you're going to have to impress somebody. And they both did that. And I'm so grateful for that. Malik and Jason Meadows have... I've I've met them for not even a year, and they've mm-hmm. taught me so much. And then he's just like, all right, have a good night. And I'm like, <laughs> I see him in class next, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I have to come see you. Like, I, I have to meet with you. Like, we got to rap sometime. We haven't done it yet, but... I have you listened to his music? I haven't found it yet. For, he, he you haven't? His okay, name. let me show you. Okay. I, I won't play it right now, but I'll I'll show you. That's the- so awesome, though. Um, okay, so we're about, like, I think uh, an hour. Um, this is our longest yeah, podcast yet. Um, I'm glad. I, I told you it's going to be juicy. Yeah. Um, one thing that I do <laughs> want to say, though, and um, not being, like, uh, cringe or anything, <laughs> but I do, like, think what you're doing is, like, really, like, awesome, honestly. And I think, like, just as another college student and as, like, one of your friends, it's, like, actually really, like, inspirational Cause I'll be sitting here, talk like Kate and I can talk forever about like things that we want to do, things like that I want to change about myself, like dreams that I have, goals that I have for myself. But like it takes like something in you to like actually like go and do them. Like I will say, like even earlier I was sitting here, we were watching a movie, and I was like, I just want to like travel. Like I want to go. Like I I was talking to Coda like because he like um took a lot of Spanish classes, and I was like thinking to myself I was like oh I want to learn another language like I want to do this I want to do that I can say all these things but like it takes something special in you to actually do that so like props to you because I wish like like hopefully I do find that in myself Mm -hmm. but like I wish right now like I could just like get up and like go like Like doing what you want like what you what your soul wants it's about love like like when you asked before like what's my main goal Mm -hmm. um basically my main my true main goal is just do what I love I think that's my biggest fear is to be trapped like so many people do where they just live their life. They do their job that they hate. They just mm-hmm. do it. They, they're going through the motions. They're going things. through the motions of life. And that is the most suffocating and depressing thing. I will never do that in my entire life. So who knows? Maybe maybe five years from now, I, I want to be like a like a, in like, I don't know, a lawyer. <laughs> you know, it's like then you do that. Like you're following right. what you love. You you do what you mm-hmm. what you have a passion for. And for me, where I'm at in life is, I also don't. Some people have that, and they they have the love and they're chasing it. But then something happens where they like they have a kid or mm-hmm. their mom gets sick or something like that, and something more important than themselves goes on. Right. And I'm just very blessed at this time because 
it's just me. I don't have a kid. Yeah. You can be selfish. You can do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can chase, I can chase it. Like you saying that I like makes me like, not like sad, but like I, I'm an insurance major and Mm -hmm. like I like chose insurance because as a person, like a lot of people don't know about the insurance industry, but like it's a very like steady industry. Like it's never going away. Everyone needs insurance. That's why a lot of people do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm like super interested in it. And you, there's a lot of money there too to be made and I'm just the kind of person that doesn't like change. I need to study. I never want to be unemployed, anything like that. But then I also think, like, that sounds like my worst nightmare. Like, I picture my life, and I'm, like, living in a house, going to my 9-to-5 job, maybe having a kid, some pets, like, until I die or, like, until I retire. And that's not something that I want for myself. But, like, at this point in time, like, I don't have something (coughs) that I'm, like, super, like you, like, that you're, like, I'm super passionate about. Like or I, you haven't found it yet. Yeah. Yeah, you and haven't found it yet. Like you'll know. Well, I know. I like am super passionate about like animals and everything, and I always mm-hmm. wanted to be like a vet or like work with animals in some type of way. So I can see that. Maybe I'll end up doing that or something. But like I just gotta find what you have in you. You know what I mean? And actually like put some action to my words. Yeah, I get that. On the flip side of that, like I'm getting a little emotional like seeing that in you because mm-hmm. for me like my calling in life is like helping people. Mm-hmm in like whatever way that I can and like especially working with kids and um whether they're like at rescue they're like already in the system oh so like yeah, I was adopted and my, my little brother was adopted. what yeah wait okay I had some this podcast gonna it, be it, so it long wasn't, but it wasn't I have, just the cancer was, I have <laughs> so many questions actually because I like picked up on little things that you said or mm-hmm. didn't say throughout I, I picked up on like you mentioned that your mom was your mom and your dad well like, that like you didn't really talk about your dad so like yeah. Yes, I don't so. know. All right, tell us, tell right, us. So but wait, let me just clean this up and say, like, it just makes me happy, like, seeing someone else talk about something that they love because, like, I know the thing that I need to do in, like, mm-hmm. my life. Like, I know what and my calling is. And it pushes you, like... And, like... Because especially from, like, the older generation, they're, like... They're, no, you want security. Yeah, you want they're, like, what, yeah. Do you, what happens yeah. when it doesn't work? Like, I would yeah. rather work a nine-to-five... Like, after college, I, I have a psychology major. I came to college to pursue soccer... I'm not gonna I'm go a get a job major. as a. I, I'm not gonna go right. get a job as a therapist. Right. Um. After college, I'm getting a. a I'm busting tables. I'm getting a nine to five job, just to support yes. so I can chase this dream. Right. I'd rather be doing that for the rest of my life mm-hmm. than settling for something. One hundred percent. But just know, like I see you, and you're doing what you're supposed I appreciate to do. It. So. Hearing that from Kate, it means a lot. Whenever she says that kind of stuff yeah. to me, I'm like, okay, Kate. Because my yeah, my heart, like my heart, is warm right now. Like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, you just know. I don't know. When you know, you know. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, tell back us to about your family. Your, yeah. All right, I'll start from the beginning. All right. Um, so I was, I was born addicted to methamphetamine. Um, I do not know my biological mother, and uh, she, you know, just kind of had me at the hospital. It was honestly kind of badass. She, she came to the hospital, gave birth to me, and didn't even get any aftercare, just left, which I mm. thought was pretty dope, honestly. No, <laughs> um, but, uh, well, it might have been a drug. My, yeah, so. yeah. And my biological father apparently was also an addict. Okay. And But he tried to, like, visit me. He never missed a visit, apparently. And so I was, like, mm. two. But his uh, parental rights eventually got terminated because he couldn't pass a drug test. Right. And, uh... Wow. Wow. Yeah, I hate Hold that. on. I hate That's that. heavy. That's very heavy. He wanted to see you and... Yeah, he can, he's hey, too, that's but disease. he also had that's like aggressive. Right there. Apparently, there's reports of him like like grabbing me like aggressively because mm. you know, like people that on, are addicted to methamphetamines, yeah. it, that's just you're it not changes in the right state of mind. Yeah. yeah, and uh, wow, 
Um, and then I went into foster care, and I had some pretty bad experiences at foster care. Nothing like, like assault. There, there was just this one family right before I got adopted that like, it was weird. They. I how was, old were you at this time? Just um, like yeah, two and years? a half, three. Okay. okay. So I was in the foster care for like a lot of my life, but I remember specific. They would like make me wear girl clothes, mm. and they wouldn't feed me. I was malnourished. I was I was wow. like skin when I was skin and bones, and I my hair was all thin and everything. And, uh, like, I've always had this hairline. Um, <laughs> and it was just, it was just kind of weird. And then I've, my mom and uh, our like family. Like your adopted mom yeah, now. Yeah, she, mom. they were, like, kind of friends with them. This was in California. I was born in California. And they Little lived there. Mike, we're just uncovering they, all they, these and things. And they lived there. And uh, my older brother was on their soccer team, on their their son's soccer team. So they kind of knew it. And they my mom wait, would wait, come wait, visit. your older brother? Like, my adopted brother. Okay. And, uh, they would come to visit and stuff, and, like, I just, like, fell in love with my mom. Like, like we just, it was just, it was meant Connection. to be. It was just meant to be. And I guess they have, a, like, a court thing where they ask the kid, who would you want to live with if you could live anywhere? But a lot of times, kids just say they're foster family because that's all they know. But I said, I want to live with uh, Miss Gloria and Kevin, which is which is who my adopted parents were. So, <clears throat> but it turns out I was adopted into a broken family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was like, I don't know, we, we truly think that he was like a narcissist, like just horrible. Um, I'm not, I'm not cracking off. I, just, <laughs> I, got, I got a dry yeah. throat. <clears throat> and, uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. And that was just really bad. And coming in as an outsider, even at like four years old, I did not like it because it became, my dad was very manipulative and just made my, you know, just your classic, like controlling, like made my mom feel like she was small married. They were married for 30 years and she was just like, like broken. And he was in the military and stuff. And my older brother, um, was, which is their like biological kid. Yeah. Was raised to think that our dad was this amazing thing because when he was going in the military, when he was little, my mom would, like try to talk him up because he didn't see him a lot. Yeah, because he didn't see him a lot. And um, my dad used that and would like do stuff like uh, talk to my mom about punishing him when he did something bad. Mm -hmm. And then behind my mom's back would like be like, oh, you know how she is. She's crazy. Like, you know, I got Mm -hmm. got this. Like, I'm your friend. So he's like manipulated. Yeah. And eventually my mom was like, when my older brother graduates high school, when I was about like eight, um, she's like, I'm moving up to Michigan back home. And, and uh, I'm moving back home. And mm-hmm. we came up to Michigan because this is where my mom grew up in Alpena. And uh, then we were separated for a while. That's when we were, like, really poor. Like, my mom was, like... Like, my dad was very financially uh, set because of his job. Right. But when we came up here, we lived in, like, my old Grandma June's house, which is on the north side, which is, like, the poor side of town. Mm-hmm. For, like, years now, I would just see my mom, like, like struggle to, like, do everything. And uh, eventually he, he came back into our life and we kind of like reunited, but it was the same, it was the same stuff. It was, it was, it was strange. And I saw a lot of that going on and then he eventually left when I was like 13. I haven't, I haven't heard from him. Just nothing? He just yeah, up and no. left? He, well, we found out that he cheated on my mom, like mm. with a, <laughs> this man is like 55 years old and he cheated on my mom with a 27 year old. And uh. He eventually left, which is fine because I I didn't really have like 
a much of a connection with him anyway because like I said like I knew how he was and he always he always treated me trying to make me like insecure and everything and it just like and it, I was always on my mom's side and then he left and uh haven't seen him since um and it's just been basically me and my mom and your little brother yeah my little brother who we adopted like three years ago he's uh 10 now wow but you know if you if you heard his story you wouldn't feel bad for me at all because the things that kid has gone through at such a young age is he came from an extremely abusive situation like unbelievably so and it's just crazy so all this stuff that I've had I, I think it's like I'm grateful for it because it's made me who I am and yeah. also I've gotten through it without like, like I have a lot of like I, I, I have my own issues but right. it's not near as bad to where um, well you're so you know, positive you're so light in because this I world because I know what other, what other people have gone through and like right. I think everything everything that happens is kind of like supposed to happen yeah we Macy and I both believe that everything truly happens like for a reason the good and the bad whether it's I mean some of it's hard to believe um but I think everything does happen for a reason and mm-hmm. I work with um youth and I work at a detention center so I work with oh, kids yeah. who are whether they're in the that. system they've been in the system or etc so I was going to ask you about I'm, that yeah about like this cuz <clears throat> one thing we learned my little brother was in the first kid that we brought into our house we also mm-hmm. like fostered, a, fostered. Okay. like this teenager that was close to my age which is weird because I went to high school with him before I knew that he was what he like went through and everything mm-hmm. but there's this thing called learn helplessness mm-hmm. and uh so a lot of kids in that situation they are just like like oh my life's hard one and in yeah. the foster care system kind of yeah. treats them like that like teaches them that they're victims like yep like where my mom is very different she's she's changed these kids where this is why I love my mom so much because she's such a strong leader that like it's not your fault that these bad things happen to you but you are in control and you can change your life you you don't have to that doesn't have to be your life you don't have to be a victim of your circumstances and she did that she she rose herself up she started her own company rose herself up for nothing I got she I I wanted to get a new phone for my birthday last year, mm-hmm. and she refused to let me buy my own phone. She she dropped it. She dropped the whole price, or she dropped a thousand dollars for it, because, um. She just wants to provide everything, and she's built herself up from that. From where she, she does was. that for her too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I know, like, um, like me saying this, like I'm just like a college kid, but like, um. <laughs> Like, looking at you, like, you would never know, like, what you have gone through. So, like, obviously, like, that's the case with, like, a lot of people. Like, you don't, like, you, you can't don't know judge a book by its cover. Yeah, that's, a lot, that's a lot of things. I have a lot of conversations with, it's it's happened only with, with black people. When, when I tell them about my music, they're super, like, oh, another white boy rapper that's privileged and thinks he knows mm. struggle and everything. And, like... I'm that's not. A, usually, I'm, that's not I'm also not. A, I'm also not about com- comparing struggle. That's why, mm-hmm. like, I I don't like go to people and talk to them like this is my life sucks like all this happened to me yeah. because everyone has their own struggles and I know there's 100%. so much more people that have had it worse than me. Yeah. And so I tell them like like that's like don't assume like like <clears throat> you you look at me and you assume things that that I don't understand this but if you look deeper into it and you hear and you feel my music you would see right. that i'm not just what you see yeah. yeah yeah and i think it's it's cool because 
so my, my big sister, she's my half-sister, she was in um, the foster system for a little while, and she went to school here, actually, um, and she now works in, like, uh, social social work um, mm -hmm. with, like, kids, um, and that's, like, what she, like, knew her calling was because of what she went through in the past, but I think it's important to realize, like, you can take the stuff that you went through in the past and, like, want to do something with that, but it doesn't have to be, like, in that same thing. So, like, for my sister, she wanted to work in, in like, social work because that that's what she felt like was her calling. You went through the foster care system, and I feel like you help people through your music, and, like, that's, like, your calling. So you can go, like, so many ways with it, like, with helping people. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be in any certain way. Like, you don't need to be a right. doctor. You don't need to be a therapist anything like that like and help people through different outlets whether yeah. it's through music or yeah. through art or through Literally, the legal yeah, system or that's teaching, actually one of the etc the strangest things for me and like also one of the most inspiring things is the amount of kids even since i started since i dropped like i'm as like i'm very like you know i'm confident i know my ability mm -hmm. but as far as real world terms i'm nothing in the music industry i'm no one right and, but i've us. had an, an insane amount of kids that are younger than me or are close to my same age that have looked to me and come to me for like advice like a, on numerous occasions and I just find it surprising that like they hear my music and they see this kind of figure that's like and uh, that's bigger than it is and and I like I've had kids come to me and tell me they like they deal with like struggle and like my music helps them and they want to get into music what do I do how do I get into it because I've also had that where I've asked for advice from olders and they're just like oh you just kind of do it or they want to like <laughs> There's a lot of older rappers I've I've heard that have heard my music and get insecure about it and wanna like mm. be like, Oh, you're pretty good, but like, you know, you gotta work on this, this, mm. this. And so I like even if I think a, a kid is bad when he sends me his music, um, I never like if you wanna do that and that's what you love, keep working at it because because people people la have laughed at me before. Like I have this list that I I post on Instagram, I have it hung up in my room at home. It's called Places to Take Over. Alpina's number one. I crossed that off because at, at this point I remember you posting this. Yeah, at, at this point it's like in Alpina. I'm 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 pretty like they know who I am. Mm -hmm. And all of that's number two, and and that's coming along pretty nicely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And all right, so I feel like that's a good stop to our podcast. But I really appreciated this, and I loved talking with you. This was my favorite podcast. No hate to anyone else, <laughs> but thank you for sharing. Like I see you. And thank you for sharing with us. Yeah, to be honest, I was, like, really looking forward to this podcast. Um, like, this week I've been thinking a lot about my goals and everything, and one of the things that I, like, thought about was that I want to get more serious about this podcast. So I was, like, like thinking of, like, ways to do that, and I, like, wanted to go more on, like, the mental health mm -hmm. um, kind of, like, aspect of it, and I thought your story, um, like, really, like, helped reflect that, and honestly, yeah. it was just really nice to, like, learn more about you, I see you all the time, I always dab you up every time I see you, and, like, <laughs> I what didn't, I? yeah, <laughs> like, I didn't know half of this stuff, um, so, honestly, that was super nice, um, I hope that you'll come back on the podcast yes. when you're famous, you're very inspiring, um, yeah, and then, do what you love, you guys can be my official podcast. Yes. yes. When is your um your oh, song yeah. dropping? I have a new song called Actually a Rapper with uh, featuring Spliffaroni, who's also uh, from Alpina. He's very talented. He's a couple years older than me. He actually helped me start a lot of the stuff. Um, called Actually a Rapper. It's releasing uh, Monday at midnight. Ayo. Yes. So. Okay. Super excited about that. So definitely 
um tune into that when it drops and then make sure you follow little mike um, little mike yeah l-i-t-t-l-e yeah not lil <laughs> little um on like spotify can you follow people on apple music yeah, yeah. um follow yeah. them on apple music follow instagram. them on instagram soundcloud um, soundcloud yeah everything youtube yeah mm-hmm. um whatever you got and then make sure you listen to all of his old music as well. He had a really good album. And then my favorite song, Where You At Tonight. But the best the best hasn't even out yet. It's never going to be be like that. Yeah, I love to hear that. Um, okay, anyways, stay tuned for our next podcast. Uh, we are definitely going to be doing this a weekly thing now. We're going to like actually take it seriously. At first, it was just kind of a joke. But now, like this is something that I'm really passionate about and Kate is too. So we're going to like really try to take this to the next level for sure. See you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.